0: Welcome to Prayer and Practice, musicians releasing musical gifts into the church. This podcast is meant to help those who serve in the worship ministry of their churches. And now your host, Kyle Lemire. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our Twelfth episode here at Prayer and Practice. My name is Kyle Lanier, and I am your host on our journey through all things worship. Uh, so last time we were together, we talked about why should we practice, and so we introduced uh, Kenaniah, who was the head Levite in charge of singing, and we answered the question as to why he was the head Levite in charge of singing. And the Bible says that he was so because he was skilled at what he did, and so that introduced this this idea of being skilled and kind of qualifying what it means to be skilled. And that means that you are in a place not only where you can demonstrate the ability of your gift, but you also are at the place where you're able to teach and lead others in that area that you're skilled in. And so that kind of segued into the notion that practice is part of our development as musicians and leading others in worship. Um, We also talked about uh, growth and development. You know, if growth and development is a part of our walk with Jesus, if we're going to grow and develop in this relationship with Him and mature, uh, that also is connected to our musicianship and our level of musicianship and that there is a element of growth and development in that as well in our journey to become a, a worshiper and a musician. So today I'm really excited to talk to you about musicians as stewards of their gifts. Um, and we're also going to begin talking about what do i do when i can't reach the level of improvement i'm looking for in my musicianship so i just want to leave you with this thought before we jump into it if Kenaniah was skilled to the degree that he led and trained others then this establishes a principle that we as musicians should be willing to be trained by those skilled gifted and equipped to train Okay, so to really unpack what we're talking about today, we need to understand the principle of stewardship. So we're going to take a look at Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. Uh, And this is Jesus uh, speaking. He's teaching a parable about the principle of stewardship. And here's what it says. It says, again, uh, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one, he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I've gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I've gained two more his master replied well done good and faithful servant you have been faithful with a few things I will put you in charge of many things come and share your master's happiness and then the man who had received one bag of gold came master he said I knew that you are a hard man harvesting where you've not sown and gathering where you've not scattered seed so I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground see here's what belongs to you His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed? Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So there's quite a bit in that parable, but the first thing and and the ultimate thing I want you to get in this parable is this key principle of stewardship. And so let's kind of talk about what stewardship is. Stewardship is taking responsibility for for something that is given to us that truly does not belong to us. Okay, So here in this passage, Jesus is actually talking about money in a sense, but in our lives we can connect it and, and parallel it to the fact that we also have to observe our musical ability and our giftings as that which we have been given stewardship over by him. So he, you know, he he's given us these these talents and these abilities. Uh, and if you read in one one translation, they call the these these bags of money talents, you know. And so so the connection is there that our talent and our gifting is from him. He has given us that to to be stewards over it. Doesn't it doesn't belong to us? It's it's a gift given to us to take care of. And so the first thing I want to want to move into when we're talking about stewardship is what brought great joy to the master in this parable. Doubling what was given. That's what brought great joy to the master and what displeased the master. What displeased the master was burying the, the bag of money or the talent and even going to the point to, uh, to, to where the master gets accused of gaining that money dishonestly. So, uh, Just a few points I want to share about that. When you look at the servants who who were faithful and who doubled what they had, um, the first thing that really stands out to me is that the master gave absolutely no indication or specific instructions to any of his servants that they should go do that okay he, he didn't look at them and say, hey here, here's this money would you would you go and invest it and, and you know bring a return on it he, he, he didn't say anything at all about it. Um, The second thing that really stands out to me is that the servants who doubled what they had been given saw an opportunity to invest and multiply what they had been given, and they chose to do so. And they found that this was a good thing because it pleased the master. Okay, and then the third thing I just kind of want you to realize is, is this servant who who hid it. Um, you know, he took his his bag of money or his talent, um, and and he hid it, uh, and and ultimately he succumbed to offense with the master, to the, even to the point of blaming the master for like giving him this thing to be in charge of. Okay, so how does this apply to us in our? Uh, you know, our our musical world here, Um, when God gives us gifts or talents, we don't necessarily get explicit instructions to improve what he has given us. You know, uh, as musicians, we we have, you know, different abilities, um, you know, singing, playing, technical ability, uh, all of those different things that make worship ministry happen. And the, the thing I want you to understand is that God doesn't necessarily look at you and say, you need to go practice and you need to go improve and get better at what you do. Okay, But the principle that we can see here um, is that, you know, for us to, uh, to really grab on to this principle of stewardship, you know, that multiplication is, is a part of that. So in other words, here's what I'm saying. There is a part whereby a gift or talent is given by God and it flows naturally to us. There are certain things that we're just going to be able to do because it's our God-given talent. All right? But there's also a component upon which we can develop as well to multiply the gift or talent that we've been giving. And this happens, uh, this happens by uh, learning or investing in, in what we do. Okay? Um, the, the, the second point you know, is that if we choose to invest in our gift and seek the opportunity to allow it to multiply, God views this as a good thing okay the connection to the the master and the servants if you if you notice when the one the ones who multiplied it they brought joy to their master and that's the same thing with, with God in our lives. When we multiply and develop our gift and, and we, you know, we bring it back to him and offer it to him, he welcomes it. And it's joyful. And he's, he's joyful with us when we do this. All right. And then a third thing I just kind of want to highlight here is back to the, the servant who hid his gift. Should we decide to hide our gift or talent, we open the door to fear. And we can even put ourselves in a place to become offended with God, just as the servant we saw in this parable. So when it, when it comes to, to stewardship, I want you to understand first and foremost that stewardship is godly. It is it is biblical so much in fact that Jesus gives gives us this long parable and that could be for anything you know I'm relating it to music but it really can be anything um, that God's given you stewardship over uh, so let's let's move from this principle uh, now that we've kind of established this idea of of stewardship let's talk for just a second so how how do I increase my gift how do I multiply what's been given to me when I don't know exactly how to do that you know you know these servants went out and they saw opportunity and they took advantage of it. They found resources around them. They found things to invest in so they could grow their gift. And so what what do I do if I don't really know how to begin to pursue that? Well, here's what you do. You actually go out and you find a teacher. All right, so as we move into this segment, I just really want to take a moment and I uh, just kind of share personally a little bit, you know, uh, just from the depths of my heart, because the subject of music teachers is really special to me because I am a music teacher. That, that's what I do in my everyday career. Um, you know, a huge part of writing uh, the prayer and practice book, sharing this podcast, and even the vision overall of what I do rests in a couple of things. First, it rests in my passion to worship God. But it also is there to, it, it's, it's also this passion to see musicians in the house of God have every necessary tool and resource as well as as the motivation to be faithful stewards with what they've been given and to release powerful moments of encounter with the lord into their congregations and areas so this this particular subject is just truly near and dear to my heart so let's let's begin to to talk about this this question here why why do we why should we find a teacher To help, well, first off, it just gives you a different perspective. It's just good to have someone else to hear you and listen to you. Uh, you know, and and just sort of assess where you are, and and give you some things to think about that maybe you've not considered. Um, it allows us to. Secondly, um, allows us to exercise our ability to remain teachable, to hear uh, someone else's voice speak into our life. Um, it also, uh, you know, third thing it can do is can help us to move past plateaus in our musical abilities. You know, sometimes as we as we practice on our own, and you know, we've taken things that we've learned, and we begin to apply, and we reach these these uh, you know these these growth plateaus to where we just can't quite move on. And so, the help of a teacher can really help us break through, and that leads on to our next thing. It can help us unlock areas of our music musicality that we didn't realize were there. There can be these these dormant areas in our lives where. Uh, having a teacher to help you, someone who's trained and skilled, who has the ability to pull that out of you, uh, can unlock that so that you can you can move forward. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and and bring in this you know biblically speaking, David's temple model established with with people like Kenaniah, the principle of training worshipers. So it is biblically correct to receive training. Okay. And the other thing that I just kinda wanna mention is that seeking out private instruction is an investment into properly stewarding your gift. So that you are multiplying what God has given you, so that kind of connects it to this stewardship principle that we're talking about. And I and I say all of this to you as someone who who still receives uh, training and instruction personally. You know, I, I I do it myself. I invest in it myself and seek out people to help me grow and develop. So I, I guess the the first question you know you might you may have with with this type of thing is where would you find a private instructor to help you? So the first area I I want to just bring your attention to is just simply starting your community you know you have some really tremendous resources in your local community so local music stores are a really great place to start most most music stores have uh, several private instructors on site and on hand who are there to help you um, who you can sign up to take lessons with i'll go ahead and throw out too if you live in a A little bit more, um, you know, urban area where colleges and universities with music programs exist, find some of those, those faculty members, man, if, if they themselves can't take you on to help you, which most of them, by the way, are, are very happy to, to help in some way if they're able to, but if, if they can't, they are a great resource to help refer you to someone in the community who can help you and who could, uh, you know, take on another student to, to work. I'll go ahead and say too another, another great resource, and it's, most likely even in your church are your public school music teachers. Um, You know, these people are are teaching, uh, you know, band, orchestra, choir, general music, um, elementary music, uh, you, you know, you name it, they do it. Um, but they are a huge wealth of information and knowledge um, to uh, resources within the community. I can't tell you how many times parents come to me, you know, at the elementary level where I teach now uh, and just ask about, you know, uh, do you know anyone that teaches piano lessons, just for example. And so, you know, there are several people that, that I'll refer them to. I'll even say, you know, look at look right there in your church. I'm, I'm sure that you have some folks who, who may teach lessons there even in, in your church. So those, those are a couple of places where you can begin to look for uh, people to help you. You know, as worshipers in God's house, we are allowed the following. Okay, first off, we are allowed to practice. It is okay to practice and improve. And, I, and if you don't think it's okay to practice and improve, I just want to speak that over you and release that over you that you can do that. The second thing as worshipers in God's house is that it's okay for us to seek out private instruction. It's okay for us to, to, to seek out help. Um, and then lastly, as we've talked about today, it's okay for us to improve our talent so that when it's presented to the master, it's pleasing. It, it makes him joyful and rejoice with us when he sees us stewarding our gift and, and multiplying it. And, and here's one more point. This one just kind of is, is just an extra thing that, that came to me as I was writing the book. Um, you know, teaching. Teachers teaching is a part of the fivefold ministry. That's how important it is to God is that it's so important that he he included it in his fivefold. So uh, now as I begin to kind of wrap up this section, I just want to let you know it does take a level of humility. It really does to admit this this concept of I need help. You know, I need someone to help me um, but if we remember back to the heart of a worshiper teaching that we did, I think it's back at episode 10, part of worshiping in spirit and in truth is being honest with ourself and being honest with God. You know, if, if we really are at a place where we need help, you know, that's true worship. That's, that's being honest with yourself. And it also is confessing that to God that you need help. So I want to close out with this since I've shared quite a bit of my heart in this episode. Do, do you know what I want to see happening in our world? Here, here's, here's really what I want to see. I want godly, spirit-filled, spirit-led, Jesus-loving, passionate worshipers who know how to steward his presence so powerfully but are also so exceptionally skilled musically. Are, these people are becoming the very ones in their community that are being called for, for the gigs in the community and surrounding areas. That's what I want to see. I, I I don't want to see the church necessarily going out into the world to find people to to play and and to to you know perform their music because that's really all it is. It just turns into a gig. It turns into performance. No 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 no. My heart is to see it the other way around. I want to see it where we have such passionate and skilled and exceptional worshipers in our churches that, that they actually become the community musicians. Now, can you imagine what would happen in a community where God's musicians were the musicians? I mean, they, and, and, and it's just like, you know, you look at them and, and you begin to describe them like, like they would David. And, you know, the, the community would, would look at, at these musicians and they would say, hey, look, those people right there, they're skilled at what they do. And and you know what? They They love God, and that, folks, is what we're working toward. So as we wrap this episode up, let's just take some time to pray. Go ahead and get yourself in a posture. To, uh, to hear and receive from the Lord. God, we just come to you in Jesus' name, Father. And we, first off, God, ask you to help us to be faithful stewards that would multiply what you've given us, Father, that we would invest and grow and develop and become these faithful stewards so we can hear you say that and we can be pleasing to you, uh, oh, Father God. Lord, we thank you that you would help us to just multiply our gift, Father. Lord, show us the areas of improvement that, that we need to, to improve in. And Father, reveal to us those people in our communities that can help us multiply our gift, those those teachers that you have placed in our communities to help us, Father. And God, above all else, thank you that we are teachable, God, that you have put a spirit inside of us that can receive, and, and that we are teachable, Father. And we thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Thank you so much, Lord. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us in our next podcast episode. We're gonna be talking about how to establish a personal practice routine. So if you if you would like to connect more please feel free to email me at prayer and practice 365 at gmail.com you can connect with me on facebook at prayer and practice 365 or on instagram at prayer and practice 365 as well you can also find us on anchor fm our host platform at anchor.fm forward slash prayer and practice bless you all as you pray and practice and release your musical gifts into your churches i'll see you on the next episode You've been listening to prayer and practice. We hope you've been encouraged by what you've heard today. And remember, worship like you mean it.